Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 98 of Eddie and Caleb Serocast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. I implore you to follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, on Twitter at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show's Twitter, EC underscore Hero. Our Instagram is EC HeroCast. Ch- uh, by the way, hit up our Gmail, pardon me, uh, ECHeroCast at gmail.com, if I'm not mistaken. You are not. Good. All right. Also, please, please, please check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Of course, that is a Lucha Underground-based podcast, and we are into Season 3 already. But, Eddie, Eddie, it is Monday, February 7, as we record. And, I I mean, look, I was snowed in on Thursday and Friday, but otherwise, I had a pretty kick-ass weekend. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, I see what you did there. You sure did. Yeah, I had a good weekend as well. Um, let's see. I mean, I wasn't. I was kind of. I wasn't snowed in. By Saturday, it was all gone, but it was still mm-hmm. cold out, so you don't want to really do anything. That's, yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, before we get into anything, can I do this a very quick rant? Yes, feel free. <clears throat> if you did follow our Twitter at EC Hero. You'll notice uh, last week I criticized director Roland Emmerich, who uh, opened his mouth and decided to say that Star Wars and Marvel movies are ruining Hollywood a little bit. And uh, I said, I would beg to differ, you know. I would. I bet if you asked AMC, you know, I don't know if you noticed, there's this thing called COVID that shut down theaters in... Uh, Let's see, New York, Chicago, L.A., Toronto, the four biggest cities in uh, America slash Canada. Uh, shut them down for about a year. So uh, I don't know if AMC, for instance, would agree with that. And I said, but, you know, we can't all direct Moonflop. And, look, I said <laughs> that last week. It didn't take a genius to know Moonflop, Moonfall uh, would flop, which it did. And listen, Roland, if you're listening, and I know you are, I'm just going to run down some movies that he's directed. Moonfall, a movie about the Earth being destroyed by the moon, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Independence Day 1 and 2, the Earth being destroyed by aliens. Godzilla, the one from 98, the bad one. The Earth being, or New York City being destroyed by a giant monster. Um, Let's see, 2012. And, um, what's the other one? The Day After Tomorrow, Mother Nature destroying the Earth. So, I don't know. Maybe it's your kind of movies that are ruining Hollywood just a little bit. You make the same thing over and over, and I don't know, I don't think people are in the mood right now to see the Earth in peril, because we just kind of <laughs> lived through it. So, Roland, maybe maybe he's just mad because he wasn't asked to direct a, uh, a, a movie like this, and I've seen other directors say this sort of thing, but they're directors I've never even heard of. They make movies that only John goes to see, so I don't really pay attention to that. But this one, he's a big-name director. He usually makes crappy movies, and, you know, he's, uh... Now, his movie, Moonfall, which will lose money, actually has hurt Hollywood a little bit. A very Mm. tiny bit. One Mm. flop does not uh, destroy an industry. (laughs) But, um, it's kind of like a gigantic brass ball the size of New York City. It just got chipped away a little bit with Moonfall. That's all. So, (laughs) Roland... I don't know. Go back to uh, your German weird sci-fi movies that you used to make in the 80s. Okay, so first off, I'm going to see Moonfall. It's just a matter of when. Well, that's too bad, because it's getting bad reviews, and no one else is seeing it. It looks like dumb fun, okay? And that's that's half of the battle right there, is dumb fun. Um, Also, funny that Roland Emmerich, of all people, and you ran off his filmography there, of all people is talking about how, you know, these movies are ruining Hollywood or maybe even implying that they're kind of formulaic. Maybe I I haven't read the article, so I'm not going to put words in his mouth. You know, when you just ran down his filmography, this isn't, this is not an Ari Aster situation who directed movies like Midsommar and Hereditary. 
which are two very different uh, horror thriller type movies, which, by the way, check out both. I really enjoy both of them. But enough about that, quite frankly. Well, you know, people attack the the very foundation of our podcast. I have to Mm -hmm. strike back, especially when they have no credibility uh, Mm -hmm. on the subject as a guy who Mm -hmm. makes one kind of movie, something being destroyed by something. Usually <laughs> nature, but could be aliens or a giant monster, similar. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, he ruined Godzilla. How do you do that? <laughs> so, with that in mind, talking about directors that make the same movie, I feel like we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the director and the cast and everything. But first, we're going to go into the time capsule, okay? Mm. This was released on April 16, 2010. Now, I was in... I was this was a month before the end of my freshman year of high school. So, I mean, lots of OK, th- there was this thing we played in my seventh hour athletics period. Now, this was just the uh, football and basketball holdovers who didn't play baseball. We took this big medicine ball, like a 10 pound medicine ball, maybe a five pound medicine ball. Either way, huge huge thing and we were basically playing like almost like football to a degree we weren't tackling each other but it was a very physical game it was called death ball as we called it and the point of the game was to hit the wall of the field house the other end of the wall of the field house with this ball and by god i have not played that game in 12 years now but I still remember it oh so well. I've had shirts torn because of that game. And also a month after this, and I don't know, maybe I'm burying the, or not burying the lead, but, you know, spoiling things for a future podcast. But a month after this, I would go into driver's ed. So that was fun. Not too, not too far from getting my permit and going from there. But either way, that that's what I had going on in April of 2010. Well, I meant to say this last week, but I got my uh, months mixed up. Yes. This is the correct month. All right. If you only take one piece of advice from me during this podcast, I'm assuming a lot of listeners might be maybe college age, maybe high school age, maybe even middle school. Yeah. Do whatever you can. You only need one. Do whatever you can to do a college spring break. I promise you, you will not regret it. My friends and I, we went down to Tampa, which was also during a Yankee spring training. So I got to catch one and a half games. The half got rained out, uh, but that was pretty cool. Uh, also, uh, we drove down to Miami during one of those uh, days. That was, say, interesting. That was interesting. Uh, drove back in the same night. That was uh, very difficult, uh, but we managed to do that and did uh, quite a bit of partying. It was a lot of fun. By Sunday, uh, I had an early flight Monday to get back, and my friends drove, so they left Sunday night. So I was, uh, yeah, Sunday night we were all pretty much worn out. There was a not Hooters, but like a knockoff Hooters, right up the street from our hotel. And on their billboard, they put like, showing WrestleMania. And we're like, we don't really watch right now, but we're all tired and still hung over. <laughs> so that sounds good. Um, so yeah, we did that. Didn't drive back from Miami drunk, by the way. That would be uh, impossible, almost, because it's like a four-hour drive. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, we decided to do that. And uh, yeah, we watched uh, we watched uh, Royal Rumble, no WrestleMania rather, and yeah. that was uh, that was a lot of fun. And the let's see what happened. The very was it the very next day? Yes, it was because there was a um, I had a layover in Atlanta, and they offered free airline tickets to anyone who wanted to be bumped uh, like eight hours. And I thought about it. And as I was thinking about it, someone else took the opportunity. But mm. it was the very next day I had an interview on, like, very little sleep uh, for an internship at a radio station. So more on that next week. That'll be my teaser for the future podcasts. 
Fair enough, fair enough. Now, with all that considered, of course, we are in the time capsule. Uh, the number one song, and I go by digital downloads at this point because this is 2010, so digital is really becoming a thing. People aren't, you know, buying analog so much at this point. The number one song, the number one digital song here in the United States in April on April 16, 2010. Uh, this is a pretty white band, if I can be honest with you. Hey, Soul Sister by Train. <laughs> That yeah. is a Will Kelly-approved band right there, I tell you, man. Yeah, that would be. Yep, it is, man. It is. I remember when the song came out, he wouldn't shut up about it. Um, <laughs> good guy, good guy. God bless him. Um, your champions in wrestling at the time. Pardon oh, me. I remember because, I mean, carry you, on, but I... You I, saw I, you saw yeah. WrestleMania 26, man. By the uh, way, not a champion, yeah. but Money in the Bank holder, Jack Swagger. Yep, yep, Oklahoma's own. Okay, your WWE champion on Raw, John Cena. It's an unheard of name. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker. <laughs> yes, I wish, peace- I wish I wish we had time to review that show. That is really I, great. I love it. I'm going to be candid. I don't have the time to do weekend shows anymore. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Nor do I. But if I I mean I might in a, in a few months, but uh I mean yeah. well this weekend I would have cuz I didn't do anything. But most weekends, yeah. no. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's really no, really good. At this point, I keep my well, my weekends I'm at work, but like my weekend nights, even like after work, I keep my mind occupied just for you know, um, mental health sake. But either way, your world heavyweight champion, and you actually just mentioned him on SmackDown, Jack Swagger. Of course, the ECW championship was retired, so only two world titles in WWE at the time. Right, now you're, t- yes, R.I.P. to the big I'm silver. Glad we um, can stop recap, uh, recapping that one. Terrible I memory. Just, I like I like giving off those oddball names and be like, I remember when this guy won this, like you know. But either way, oh, one thing that was funny, I should say, at the uh, restaurant in Tampa uh, before WrestleMania, because we got there early, they were yeah. actually airing FCW. Interesting. Like, oh, they, yeah, it is in Tampa. Yep, yep, you're in Tampa. That and, makes sense. Uh, I th- feel like Big E was on it, but we didn't Maybe. know who he was, but we're like, oh, he's big. It's like, oh, yeah, his name no. is Big E Langston. Yeah, you wouldn't have had Big E. Well, you may not have had Big E. You may have had, like, a... Man, who who would have been on FCW at the time? Like, AJ Lee and Alex Riley and Wade Barrett and them. Yeah, I, I, but, I just... I think I specifically remember Big E. Or I could hmm. be making that up. I don't know. I, I don't think I am. But I do remember FCW because we were, like, enthralled by it. Like, oh, I've always wanted to see this. And now we did. Why? It's 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 an armory wrestling show. Yeah, you know, it's like you want to know who's coming up, I guess. And I suppose. I don't know. To me, it sounds like watching AEW Dark in 2022. And eh, why bother? But <laughs> Or NXT 2.0. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. Uh, I don't. It's trash. No, Braun Breaker rules. Either way. Well, either. I'm boking clocks right twice a day. <laughs> Your TNA World Heavyweight Champion for about a week longer, AJ Styles. And in Ring of Honor, we mentioned him last week, Tyler Black, your ROH World Champion. So those are your champions in wrestling. He was not in FCW. Not at well, the time. not yet. No, no. He would he would get there eventually, mm-hmm. as would a couple of other guys. Um, First that, NXT we, champion. Spoiler for yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we can track the NXT championship in the. Yeah. When we get, well, That's well, what uh, 2013. 2012. Yeah. Oh, I mean, 2012. Yeah. I don't really recognize it as a quote unquote world title until about 2014 when it gets on the network. But either way, it's not going to be difficult. It will take about three seconds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that being said, no, no, no. The the NXT lineage like. I know that by heart, so that's not a problem. Um, no, I do too, but it'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. Have now, to start doing the women's titles soon because the women's evolution. No. Yes. No, I don't want to sound like a chauvinist, but no. Well, you're definitely sounding like a chauvinist. Whatever. Either way, they have their uh, own rumble now. Yeah, yeah, they do have their own rumble. I was there. Um. Mm-hmm. Better than the men's. Yes, it was. It was. Man, har- Hardcore Country got a pop. That was wild. I, I probably helped that people knew she was going to be there. But either way, 
this was directed by, and by the way, we talked about uh, Roland Emmerich earlier and making one type of movie. I love Matthew Vaughn's movies, but I feel like all three that I've, all four that I've seen, they're all kind of the same. Well, what four have you seen? Uh, this and all three of the Kingsman movies. Well, yeah, uh, same. <laughs> and the yeah. X-Men movies. Uh, he did an X-Men? Yeah. Which one? First Class. Oh, that was him? Good for him, man. Yeah. He was involved with the other ones, but uh, didn't direct them. I get you. But, uh, so, yeah, sorry. oh, I should mention, um, we don't have a guest, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just being in the UK, uh, you know, I don't know what time it is there, but it's late. <laughs> yeah. So, real quick, we're going to talk about the cast, obviously. Uh, it, it would be about, like, 125 over there right now. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe between, one day. Between one and two. Uh, either way, uh, the cast here, real quick, shout out to Evan P- uh, Evan Peters, pardon me. Um, of course, he would go on to play Quicksilver in, like, a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got the Quicksilvers. Yes, we have both of them. Uh, shout out to Clark Duke. I know him from Sex Drive in that last season of The Office, but yeah, that was I... another guy on The Office that we forgot because we, I think last week mentioned Angela Martin. Her real name is Angela, and Creed, his name is Creed, and now there's another one. Yeah, Creed Bratton. That is his full real name. Angela yeah, he... Kinsey he... is the actor's name, but you know Angela Martin in the show, but Creed Bratton is the same name. Well, yeah, not only that, Creed Bratton was in a band before mm-hmm. as well. The Grassroots, so I'm told. Yeah. Uh, Add Clark to the list. I knew there was another one. I just couldn't think of who it was. For sure. I guess it's Clark. But, what? Yeah. Oh, what? I forgot. Uh, I actually forgot Evan Peters was in this. I did, too. I did, too. I Like, this was fat Evan Peters, man. No, he wasn't that fat. Well, okay, okay, no, no, no. He was more, he wasn't uh, as toned as he would become. But that being said... It's crazy he'd be the biggest star of this whole movie. Would he, though? I think he's pretty huge. I mean, American Horror Story uh, is a big deal. Although Aaron Johnson's, you know, I would still. I would still argue for Nicolas Cage just based on legacy, but... Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking, like, the newer people. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, Nick, obviously Nicolas Cage. Oh, shout out to Lindsay Fon, Fonseca, Fonska. By the way, she was beautiful, for what it's worth. Still is. And she was just 23, she was 23 at the time, so I have no problem saying that. Um, that's all the shout outs I have. Brother, let's talk about him. Mark Strong as Frank D'Amico. I loved this guy. He was great. It's no wonder Matthew Vaughn brought him back for uh, Kingsman. Yeah, he was... Um, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what else to add. He was really good. It was... Uh, he's He was a... How should I put this? He was not a bad father, <laughs> but I mean, he was a bad influence, if that makes sense. Uh, like he 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 did not want to disappoint us. He was not one of those criminals who was going to blow off his son to go do criminal <laughs> activity. He wanted to go to the movies with his son. Yes. But at the same time, like he was also, you know, going to train his son to be another crime boss, which is not good. But exactly. it was an interesting uh, wrinkle into the character. By the way. My history with the movie, uh, seen it one oh, time. Pardon now, me. Now, now twice. Pardon me. Uh, yes, I have a. I don't know if it's interesting, but it's a fun little tidbit. This is probably. I think no. This is the confirmed the first, and maybe the only HeroCast movie that I saw through Netflix's mail-in rental service. Do you remember oh, that? Hell yeah. I do. You set your queue, you'd watch your movies. When you're done, you send it back. Your queue goes around and you start all over. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I I saw it in the theater and I had to get it on Amazon. My friend does have it, but uh, like I said, I stayed in all weekend. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's 
disappointing. I although I thought of I thought of something. I don't know why I haven't done this before. I need to get a library card and start getting these movies that way. So yeah, it's, it's, it's right. It's so obvious. I don't know why I haven't done that. Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, there's one coming up that is going to need paid for, and I don't want to pay it, even though four dollars isn't a lot. It's the principal. Exactly, and it adds up as well. Um, that being said, yes, it's us. Uh, if you go to the Columbus Public Library, make sure if you check out uh, Tropic of Capricorn that you you return it on time, sir. That was want... Tropic of Capricorn. Damn it, that's a Seinfeld reference. Never mind. Oh yeah, that's uh, the that's library one the, cop. That's one of the early ones, bro. Library cop. Yeah, he, Bookman. He, he's in one episode. He's in three scenes, but he steals every single one of them. Yeah, I forgot about Bookman. Yeah. He's great. He's great. Uh, real quick up next, Christopher Mintz Ploss, a.k.a. Uh, what was his name? McLovin? No. Chris D'Amico. Red Mist. Yeah. Yes. Douchebag. <laughs> Far and away the least likable character in the film. And that includes his father. <laughs> I stand by that. You know, it's funny. I'd completely forgotten most of this movie. Yeah. But oh, I forgot the gay subplot. I completely forgot that. Oh, I thought yeah, I thought you meant you. Literally, it was a gay subplot. No, no. <laughs> thought you're making a slur. No, of course not. No. I'm woke, buddy. Okay, good. Uh, no, I I completely forgot. Well, like when they were approaching him to like, hey, we're gonna be his friend, and his dad's rich, and I thought it was gonna be one of those things like. You know, I'm rich, but, you know, I don't have any friends of my own because everybody's afraid of my dad. And it's like, nope, that's not it at all. That's cliche, and we're not doing that. Yep, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. And I loved him as Red Miss. That was so great, where he just has this, you know, muscle car, and he's smoking a joint, uh, mm -hmm. a blunt, driving down uh, Times Square. Yeah, and that's before weed was legal, pal. Mm-hmm. It's legal in some form in every state except Idaho. I just can't believe they made it legal. Yeah, get on, get on board, Idaho. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, that was a peacemaker quote. Um, <laughs> are you are you caught up on peacemaker? I am. It's really good. It's really good. Um, true. It's. I would say. It's it's approaching boys territory, and based on how it ends the season, it could be as good as season one of the boys. We'll see. We'll it's see. Very similar, so I think it's a fair comparison. But yes, it's as long as they don't drop the ball on the finale like some Marvel shows have. Mm. Next up, Nicolas Cage as Damon McCready, aka Big Daddy. I loved Nicolas Cage. Very interesting parental techniques for sure he's was great he never yeah. swore no nope. he loved violence and he loved killing people mm -hmm. but he would always like he would oh you always throw me for a loop honey and just <laughs> goofy things like that and yes i loved it and he, he just looked like a um i don't know with his weird mustache and he just oh looked God. like a guy that would work at like a um one of those uh rent to own stores like try to sell you uh like yeah hey, man just buy this tv it's just gonna be you know fifty dollars a week that's nothing and you'll end up paying two grand for it when it's all said and done rent a center yeah yeah rent a center one of those scams <laughs> yeah for sure for sure Dude, I, I love Big Daddy. Also, they didn't even try to like cause that that was a full blown like Batman knockoff as far as his costume goes, man. Oh yeah, but I mean that's fine. Yeah. That's okay, man. But it made that's for fine. a joke in the beginning, because it's like like Batman. He's like, No, I didn't ever said Batman. <laughs> yeah. Next up in one of her first film like in one of her first roles in film probably ever Chloe Grace Moretz as Mindy McCready, a.k.a. Hit Girl. I will say the bar has been set for the Mid-Decade Awards for Best Hero. Mm. And it's been set pretty high. So that's where I'll just leave it at that. Really? 
I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of Marvel movies, so it might get topped, but it's a pretty high bar at the moment. Well, maybe maybe we'll, maybe we'll be woke and uh, do a best female superhero because there's going to be a lot more of them. I mean, there wasn't a reason uh, earlier, you know, who we're going to give it to, you know, Tank Girl and yes, like <laughs> so. Yeah, but I would say uh, maybe we'll do Best Female Hero, but uh, yeah, if we don't, she's still in line for Best Hero. I Absol- loved it. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. We'll have to see how she does against herself because Kick-Ass 2 is in the same half decade. Mm, that is true. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to censor ourselves for Red Miss because he changed his name to Mother Effer. Oh, jeez. We can't drop <laughs> F-bombs on here. That piece of shit. Um... <laughs> My Next word. up, the main event. Uh, it's so weird seeing him credited as credited only as Aaron Johnson because I'm so used to him being called Aaron Taylor Johnson. But either way, Aaron Johnson or Aaron Redacted Johnson as Dave Lazuski, aka Kickass, our main guy, closet homosexual question mark. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> closeted. Sorry, no. He was a closeted straight man. Yes. 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 Yeah. But also, like, the kind of, like, the, this is, like, the best portrayal of Peter Parker we've ever seen. <laughs> he's basically, yes, he's Peter Parker without the superpowers. Yes. And it's so crazy that the same guy is going to play Craven, this giant muscle-bound hunter who murders people in whatever Spider-Man universe this movie's going to take place in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, pretty funny. He looks nothing like he did. I mean, look at his Wikipedia photo. He looks like oh, no, the world's he... biggest douchebag. Yeah, no, he's grown up. He's <laughs> yeah. grown up, man. He's got giant shoulders, and he's got the top button. He's got the, the top two, of, uh, you know, shirt buttons unbuttoned on the Wikipedia photo. That, uh... That takes confidence. Confidence I do not have, so... So this is still in pre-production right now, yeah. for what it's worth. This is, like, this isn't even in production right now. It's still, like, expected January 2023. I'm not hopeful. Well, if it's anything like Morbius, it'll get delayed a couple times. Until 2025. Um... Yeah, I don't know what universe to say. I don't know... I mean, I don't know. Morbius is, like... Vulture's in it. Vulture was in the Disney, but Sony's making this. I who knows? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. Man. Anyway, but yeah, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, was very, very good in this. Oh, um, absolutely. And I gotta say, before I forget, yeah, this was probably the peak, and boy, would it take a tumble, but peak MySpace because yes. It, MySpace was on the verge of... My, when MySpace fell off, it fell off very fast. Yeah, very but, fast, very hard. Yes, but at its peak, I would say it was probably 2010, so mm-hmm. that's fair that they, but, that they included it. Yes, but by the next year, it was like almost entirely gone. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, yeah. once... Uh, yeah. And this was even before Facebook opened up to get rid of college emails. I forget what it was year right that around was. The time, well, the the time by the time this movie was released, like you could get on there because I was on there. Yeah, I mean, I just remember that was like at first Facebook could you could only sign up with a college email a .edu email, mm-hmm. and then uh, once they opened the floodgates, it uh, MySpace had no chance. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, with that, what was the critical and uh, fan rating of? Oh, good stuff. So budget twenty nine million, box office ninety six point two million, mm-hmm. which is sixty seven point two million dollar profit. Mhm, mhm. That puts it at uh, number forty one on the list, in between Legend of Zorro, the bad one. So in the top, and half. Uh, yeah, and right above Blade Trinity, also the <laughs> bad one, but uh, mm-hmm. the inflation would be eighty five point nine. So, pretty good numbers. It got a sequel, so that's good. And critics, 76%. Fans, 81%. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Getting pretty close to to a complete agreeal there. That's very good. That's very good. With that, I believe we've covered all our bases, and we can get right into the plot now, if I'm not mistaken. 
We can. I'm going <laughs> to immediately divert, though, But so I'm just forwarding Damn. you. <laughs> okay. So we open with a superhero. He is dressed as a bird, and we hear, uh, you know, Dave kick ass, but yeah. he's uh, giving, like, a narration over about how everyone wants to be a superhero uh, and make a difference and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this guy who's dressed as a bird, he just jumps off a building. Everybody thinks he's going to fly. He doesn't. He just crash lands onto a car and dies. And the monologue itself reminded me, and I can't believe we haven't talked about this guy yet. Are you familiar with Phoenix Jones? Uh, no. He is a real-life superhero. He is uh, based out of Seattle, and it would pretty much have to be in Seattle because Washington is what's called a mutual combat state, meaning if two people agree to a fight, the police do not interfere. Awesome. So uh, now Phoenix Jones' superpowers is that he used to compete in the UFC. So he doesn't lose many fights. He is jacked. He's he owns he has like a superhero squad too, the um the Rain City superhero movement. Oh my god! And he's huge. He's got his own costume. He unmasked. That, got, this is absurd. Yeah, he's got videos all over YouTube. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. This... And I was devastated to hear this though. He did a bit of, he. Well, Phoenix Jones did a bit of a heel turn. You live long enough to see yourself become the villain type of situation. I, 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 I just Googled his name. I see what happened. So you live long enough to be the villain or so, however that quote goes. So right before the, the pandemic like really hit, uh, looks like on January 9, 2020, Jones was arrested for allegedly selling MDMA. Yes, ecstasy. Mm-hmm. To an undercover police officer. Yep. That's uh, that's a felony. Yep. Doesn't matter where you are, that is a felony. Yeah. So, like I said, you live long enough to see you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, and I guess that's what he did. Although the latest entry on Wikipedia is Jones was seen patrolling the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in June of 2020. So, oh my God. That debacle. God, I. I I forgot all about that one until I read that. I, the I, Chad Seahawks with all yeah, the homeless getting murdered. I remembered the uh, mayor like, that's it's not a bad place. It's a summer of love. It's a peaceful protest. And I'm like, you know, someone's going to die in there, right? Like, that's yeah. is that obvious to me or is everyone else? And then someone died in there. So, yeah. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, who didn't see that coming? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's funny. I guess uh, Phoenix Jones didn't save him. No. But uh, maybe he was on the side of the, the bad guys. I don't know. Did the heel yeah. turn, so I don't know what to think of. Maybe he was oh. just selling MDMA. He was too Could busy be. to fight crime. Yeah. Uh, but... but yeah, <laughs> Phoenix Jones, real-life superhero. And like I said, you could, he's been stabbed before and had his nose broken, but you can see his uh, some fights on uh, on YouTube. And it's like there's fights where like the police are just standing there. And yeah. it's like mutual combat. The police, They're not breaking a law. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of a cool law, but uh, it's also kind of stupid because someone can fight with someone like Phoenix Jones, who's completely out-training them and uh, yeah. out-skilled. So you're mm-hmm. going to get uh, beat very badly. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Phoenix Jones, he's a real-life superhero, and he fits into this film. He should have had a cameo. I mean, that would require time travel, but yes, I would agree. Um, So, Phoenix Jones is not an Armenian man with uh, schizophrenia? No. Okay. No, he is uh, an African-American from Texas. Mm. Awesome. Now lives in Seattle. And uh, may or may not be a supervillain now. Yeah. May or may not currently call his headquarters the Washington State Penitentiary. But... Ooh, what if it's like the Space Needle? That's a cool... That'd be a cool uh, superhero lair. Sure. Sorry, enough about Phoenix <laughs> Jones. Talk about the plot again, man. All right. Well, it fit. So. Yes. It anyway, did. we get a monologue of Kickass, aka Dave, basically mm-hmm. saying, you know, I'm just a normal high school kid. I don't really fit into any of the cliques. I have two friends, Marty and Todd. 
or AKA Evan Peters and Clark. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they like superheroes and they like comic books. They try to make friends with one of the rich kids, uh, Chris, but uh, his bodyguard tells him to F off. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, his mom died of an aneurysm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was just talking about some type of cereal, like something. Oh, they changed this on the box, and his mom just kills her. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was where I thought like they were going to do the whole, Chris just wants to have normal friends, and it's like, nope, that's not it at all. Nope. Not one bit. So we cut to Chris's dad, Frank, who is torturing a guy who lost their coke. Oh, my God. They think yeah. he stole it, but he's saying a guy in a mask showed up and took it. And they're like, oh, like Batman? He's like, no, not Batman. He said, but you said like Batman. It's a big joke. It's pretty funny, but I won't recap it. Um, they end up cutting up his finger and killing him. But there's a funny scene where um, Frank and Chris are in the car talking about what to get at the movies and popcorn and everything. And you can still hear this guy screaming from inside. Yeah. And you hear a gunshot. Oh, and Twizzlers. Twizzlers, yep, yep, Mike and Ike's. Yep. So, um, back at uh, Dave's house, he has ordered a superhero costume off Amazon, I guess. It's like a It's weird, a scuba suit. Yeah, weird scuba suit. And he seems pretty happy with it. Yeah. Then we cut to Nicolas Cage shooting a little girl. <laughs> no, it's Damon, Big Daddy, and he's training his daughter. He's kind of showing her what it's like to be shot. With a gun uh, at close range wearing a bulletproof vest. It's his daughter, Mindy, a.k.a. Hit Girl. And, yeah, he's just showing what it's like, I guess, uh, you know, that way you're not uh, you're not uh, ill-prepared. You, you know what's coming. Exactly. Exactly. That's the intention, for sure. And he's having a lot of fun <laughs> shooting her, too. <laughs> like, okay, baby girl, here comes another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave is also training, but it's not really going so well. No. He sees some bullies breaking into a car, so he dresses as Kick-Ass. He confronts them. He's got this club, but uh, he is stabbed in the stomach and then hit yeah. by a car. <laughs> yes. This is uh, if you're not Phoenix Jones, this is probably how being a normal. This is probably how being a superhero would would go. That's why uh, there's only one. Yes. <laughs> So he's taken to the hospital. Elsewhere, Chris wants to learn about his dad's business. And elsewhere again, Damon buys his daughter some butterfly knives. She's pretty happy. It's her birthday. Yeah, I, I do. I love that. He's like, well, what do you want, honey? And she lists off like, oh, this Bratz doll and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, ah, I'm just effing with you. He's like, oh, you always throw me for a loop. Who <laughs> <laughs> talks like He's like the dad on Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, he is a dad among dads, for sure. Yep, he's going to point out when kids are wearing shorts in the winter. That's a big dad move. My gosh, dude. <laughs> what, what's wrong with him? Well, Doesn't he know no. it's cold out? You know, it's uh, you know, it's not so bad if it wasn't for the wind. Uh, I'm waiting for, uh, who is it that does those commercials? Geico or? Uh, They're Progressive All- or Allstate. One of the stupid One of them. Yeah. I'm waiting for that to where they're like, they're in winter, and then you see someone walking by in shorts and be like, oh, don't you know it's cold out? Yeah. It's big, progressive. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, well, progressive can't save you from becoming your parents. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Big time dad move. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, so Frank's men also hear the same story um, about someone stealing their Coke, and it's from some other guy. So yeah. they don't buy it. So they put him in this giant microwave. Yes, they microwave the guy. <laughs> and he blows up. I God. love the quote where he's like, how does this work? He's like, I don't know. I'm not cooking a hungry man. Just put him in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. I I don't know how long that a person thing... could survive in a microwave. Probably not that long. Not not nearly that long. Um, the thing about Matthew Vaughn movie that I love is just the hyper violence, the cartoon violence. Oh, yeah. And the best is yet to come. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. I'm thinking of the uh, Hit Girl scene, probably one of the first ones, I believe. Well, I'll let you know what I'm thinking of, because it's also going to be a high bar to pass for best death on the awards show. Yeah. 
So uh, Dave is back at school, has metal screws and metal joints now, so that's kind of his superpower. <laughs> yeah. Basically, his nerve endings are messed up, so he can't really feel anything. Yeah, he's like Wolverine, but a crappier version. Yes, yeah. And no claws. A more, like, grounded-in-reality version, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And he does get asked out by his crush. That would be uh, Katie. Uh-huh. But uh, it's actually because she thinks he's gay. And, yeah, um, and graduated. She wants, she wants a gay friend. Dude, this man graduated from... And yes, she desperately... <laughs> a gay friend this man graduated from the friend zone straight to the gay zone yeah that's a that's a new one um yeah so kick-ass launches a myspace page he goes on patrol he's looking for a missing cat which is uh probably about what uh would be more up a super a real life superheroes alley yeah but during this he saves a guy from being beaten up by three guys someone records it Footage goes viral, so everybody's hitting up Kick-Ass's website. But, uh, yeah, and Craig Ferguson loved it, too. But Damon's not impressed. He's like, huh, it looks like he's good at getting his ass kicked. <laughs> they, they should call him Ass Kick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, really, he really cracked himself up with that one. He did, yeah. I don't know why people say Nicolas Cage is a bad actor. He, I don't know. He's so I've good. Seen- Look, I've not seen the sequel, but by everything I remember from the trailer, it seems like they're kind of replacing Nicolas Cage with Jim Carrey, and I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, it's nothing against Jim Carrey, it's just Nicolas Cage was so good at this, and I don't, I've don't. i seen the sequel, I don't remember. I remember even less than this, so, um, and I don't know. I mean, people point to his overacting, like Bad, yeah. Lu- Bad Lieutenant Port of New Orleans, but I mean, without... Here's my theory on that. Without him being insane, like, would you even remember that movie? Because I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, meanwhile, Katie, I don't know, friend zones, or puts him in the friend... Gay gay friend zone. Yeah. Uh, And uh, she does write to his MySpace, though, about a drug dealer named Razul. So, so Kick-Ass pays Razul a visit... This was, I don't know, this was so random and hilarious, but he asks, he's like looking around, clearly the guy Razul was the one playing Call of Duty, and he looks at this girl, and he's like, are you Razul? She's like, I'm Razul, can't you tell my my big titties? (laughs) It (laughs) it caught me so off guard, I was losing it. Yeah, that was great. And, um, so no, Razul is, uh... Basically, Razzle and his men, uh, they think this guy's a joke, and mm-hmm. they beat him up. They're about to kill him, but they are he is saved by Hit Girl. She comes in the room and kills everyone. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Big Daddy snipes a guy who was on the well, uh, outside. forget the fact that, like, we first, like, Hit Girl makes her presence known by, like, stabbing Razul like, through the chest, bro. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. very brutal yes yes so he um yeah they they leave and kick ass kind of heads home he's like man hit girl and big daddy they're legit i don't know what i'm doing and so frank is uh under the impression kick ass is the guy killing his men including Razul. uh big daddy and hit girl they pay kick ass a visit they like him but they don't trust them they're also like you're it was very easy to find you, your IP address, and, you know, we can give you some pointers, and um, if you need us in an emergency, just say you're on vacation on your MySpace status. So. <laughs> then we get a bid, um, we get a bit of a Big Daddy origin story. Uh, he used to be a cop with this guy oh, named Marcus. Oh, comic book, right? Yeah, he's in a comic yeah. book that he, I guess he made himself. For his daughter, I assume. Yeah. He, he and this cop, Marcus, were partners, mm-hmm. but uh, Frank framed him for selling drugs, and Mindy was born and while well, he was in prison, and Marcus became Mindy's guardian. This was after Damon's wife killed herself, so once Damon got out of prison, he trained Mindy, and Marcus, uh, he swings by the place and 
He's just like, you know, stop doing this to Mindy. Razor like a normal kid, but yeah. Damon uh, Damon won't stop till he gets revenge on Frank. Yeah, and he, and uh, Marcus leaves with a good quote. He says, "You owe that girl a childhood." Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Marcus is right, but uh, I don't. I think he's also underestimating how uh, how how well he's trained Mindy. <laughs> like, yes, she uh, she's legit. So. So Frank then finds Kickass, or rather someone dressed as him, while out driving. He kills him and the person uh, and a witness. <laughs> yeah. And Frank then sees in the paper that it was a fake Kickass. Also, the witness was running away, dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Frank is very despicable. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's so funny because you know Mark Strong is a Scottish man, right? I did not. Yes. He's a Scottish man playing an Italian. Well, I mean, I guess that's not so bad. British. Connery was an Irishman playing a British man. Pardon me, British. British man. No, he was Scottish, not Irish. Jesus. Either way, Mark Strong is actually British. I was mistaken. But either way, British man playing an Italian. A little bit jarring. Yeah, Sean Connery. Scottish, not Irish. I knew that. Yeah. It's all the same over there. (laughs) Yep. Yep, those Scots and those Irish, they're the same. Europe, it's all the same. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they hate that. Just being lost. Wow, wow. Each other. He, he may, dude, he may actually be Italian. Uh, his real name, his birth name, Marco Giuseppe Salusolia. Uh, Salu, Salusolia. Yeah, that that is an Italian man. You know, maybe he's half, like, uh, you know, Al Pacino and Goodfellas. Mm, maybe I'm gonna have to look back. That is an Italian name if I've ever heard one. No. Giuseppe is his middle name. Come on, dude. Yes, Pretty Italian, Italian father. Italian father. Yes. Mm. Well, if you're only half, then you can't give in. You can't be a made man. I learned mm. that in Goodfellas. Yeah. That's why. Uh, that's why it was. Um, Come uh, on. Why did I just forget his name? Um, nope. <laughs> guy from Home Alone. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pesci, yes. Yeah. Yes. Too many Italian names to keep track of. I agree. So Chris, uh, he has an idea. He's like, here's a list of things that I need, but uh, also I'm going to need to arrest one of your men, and then they agree on one that no one likes. Yeah. So uh, he arrests one he of uh, gonna, like He was going to be like, how about this guy over here? And it was the guy like right next to him. Yeah. Like, God, oh, no, we like this guy. So uh, this he becomes a superhero called Red Mist. And he's on the news for arresting a crime boss, which was one of Frank's guys. So Red Mist befriends Kick-Ass, and they ride in his Mistmobile. Mm-hmm. They're listening to Crazy by Niles Barkley. Yes. And Red Mist, uh, he's got the mist that blows out of his engine, and he's smoking a blunt. And he's going to take him to get killed, but he goes to the lumber warehouse. This was where also the uh, big microwave was. He goes to the lumber warehouse, and it's on fire. Oh my goodness, how could this be? So yeah. they, uh, so Red Mist storms in, Kick-Ass wants to call the fire department, Um once inside, they see all of uh, Frank's men are dead, but not from the fire. They were shot. Yeah. And Frank watches on the outside. He just drives off. Um, just as Kick-Ass and Red Mist. Red Mist grabbed a teddy bear uh, when he left, and he's like, why'd you grab that? He's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were there were clues there for Kick-Ass, but Kick-Ass just wasn't – he was too trusting and not observant enough. Well, he's not a superhero. I mean, he doesn't have those instincts. He's just, he likes the idea of it, but he doesn't, he can't yeah. do anything. Yeah, he's just a kid in a scuba suit. He has no skills. Yeah. So Chris gets back to Frank and says, the bear is actually a nanny cam. And Chris tells his dad, don't worry about Kickass. he's just a geek. And he plays the footage, and it's Big Daddy storming into the warehouse Killing all the men and blowing up the warehouse. And it was a pretty awesome scene. Oh, for sure. And the score behind it as well was really good. 
Yeah, I love the way Big Daddy just takes... He wears, like, heavy armor, so all this bullets, he just takes it, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. They could shoot him in the mouth, but they don't. Uh, so Chris tells Frank he doesn't know who this guy is, but he thinks Kick-Ass does. And meanwhile, Marcus tips off Damon that Frank is on to him. So mm-hmm. he's got some guys on the force, too. So Dave decides to give up being Kick-Ass, but first... He has to tell Katie that he is kick-ass and that he's not gay. Mm-hmm. And at first she attacks him because she's surprised someone's in her room. Yes. But uh, it works out, and they end up sleeping together. Yep. So good he for gets him. Left. Yep, good for him. Yeah. I can I can only... <laughs> There's a scene earlier where he's, like, massaging her. She's topless, and he's, like, rubbing oil on her back. I've just... As a, as a, as a fellow man, I just can't even imagine the... Uh, not, I guess self-restraint you'd have to have, but if you told her in that moment, I mean, you'd have to know that that's not going to go well either, so you got to be smart about this, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, Dave gets a ton of messages from Bren Mist, and he decides, all right, I'll be Kick-Ass one more time to meet with him, see what this guy wants. So Red Mist tells Kick-Ass there's bad people who think that he and Kick-Ass burned down the warehouse, and he wants them dead. So he's like, he agrees to help them. He's like, well, you, you said there were other superheroes, right? You, you think they'll help us? So that was the end. So Kick-Ass leads, uh, sorry, Kick-Ass lets Big Daddy know to meet, puts up the vacation status, and Kick-Ass and Red Mist walk into the safe house, and Red Mist just immediately shoots Hit Girl out the window. Yes. yes. But, of course, we know she's got a bulletproof vest. And this is uh, Frank's men storm in. They take Kick-Ass and Big Daddy uh, at Frank's. Chris tells his dad, he's like, you know, just leave Kick-Ass out of this. He didn't do anything. He's just a geek. He didn't have anything. And Frank said, no, no, I need to make an example out of all superheroes. And nobody knows uh, who this Big Daddy is. So, the you know, it won't, the message won't resonate. So, um so yeah, so yeah. the uh, the news feed they they think they're gonna broadcast a live Kickass retirement. And of course, Kickass is viral and everybody loves them. Mm-hmm. So everybody's gathered around their computers watching this, and the news comes up, and Big Daddy and Kickass they're tied up, and there's someone talking into the camera saying, you know, here's why being a hero is bad, and the men just attack. Kick-Ass and Big Daddy, they're hitting them with, you know, bats and brass knuckles, and then they start uh, pouring gas on them. The news guy cuts it off, but you can still go to the streaming site for it. So, they're about to execute the two men when Hit Girl makes the save, in a very good scene. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all of her stuff was great. Uh, and during the rescue, uh, Hit Girl manages to kill all of the men, but during the, the ordeal... Uh, Big Daddy did get set on fire, and this does kill him. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was terrible. It was sad. And then he's, like, shouting out instructions, too. And <laughs> Yeah, as he's, like, just burning alive. <laughs> Peak Nicolas Cage. Yes. I just... Oh, no, never mind. I was going to say we had a Nicolas Cage streak, but no, we did uh, Defendor last week. He's not in that. Yeah, I know. That was... Um... Uh, Astro, Astro Boy. Boy. Yeah. Well, Nicholas Cage will. No, I don't think he will be back, will he? Yeah, he will. He will. He'll he'll be in uh, Spider Verse. Oh right, right, right. Spider Man Noir. Yeah. So on the drive home, Kickass thanks Hit Girl and says, "If it wasn't for you, I would be dead." And then Hit Girl's like, "Well, if it wasn't for you, my dad wouldn't be." <laughs> it's like, ooh. Yeah, that's painful. That's pain. But it's true. He trusted the wrong guy. Yeah. He didn't know Red Mist. Yeah. But uh, Hit Girl decides to finish what they started and not let her dad die for nothing. So they plan to go after Frank. She goes into the lobby dressed as a schoolgirl crying about losing her mom and dad. They uh, let her in and then she kills all the people in the lobby. (laughs) (sighs) Am I boring you? No, no, no. Sorry, I'm tired. Um, just an absurd amount of violence. That's all. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's every scene that she's in. Yeah. 
So she takes the elevator up, kills everyone in the hallway. That was a great scene. I can't oh, do yeah. these scenes justice. But... No, you have to watch them for yourself. Yeah. Like, there's no description we could give that's going to do them justice. So there's four guys left. Well, actually three, because she... <laughs> there were four, and then he's like, she's out of ammo. Like, just she's behind the kitchen counter. There's like a big, uh, I don't know, like a break room, I guess. And it's like, she's out of ammo, she's behind the kitchen counter, you go do it. And then this guy like slowly walking to the counter, and she just chucks knives at him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez. So, it's three on one, but she's out of bullets and now knives. Yeah. So, uh, one of the guys, he goes back into the uh, into Frank, he's like, it's under control, it's under control, we got it. And he just grabs the bazooka, and Chris is like, how's it under control if you're getting a bazooka? <laughs> we got it, we got it. Yeah. So it was about to uh, launch the bazooka when Kickass shows up on a, a jetpack. Yes, this was a this was something they were teasing. Uh, somehow Big Daddy had like millions of dollars, and yeah. uh, they they mentioned this earlier where it's like it's three hundred thousand dollars, and he's like, oh oh, add to cart, <laughs> like <it's> just Amazon. <laughs> you can just buy these things on Amazon, but yeah, just impulse buy. Yeah. But this was this they were teasing this weapon like oh is that what I think it is and you couldn't see it. Well, this yeah. is what it was: it was jetpack with Gatling guns on the side, which I don't think exists in real life. No, I don't think so. Um, definitely didn't in 2010. No. So, uh, yeah, he uses it, kills all the people in the uh, the room, saves Hit Girl. So Kickass and Hit Girl they storm the office. They find Frank and Red Mist. Hit Girl and Frank have a much more intense fight than Kick-Ass and Red Mist, who uh, neither of them are good fighters. Whereas uh, Frank, we've seen, he you know, he does karate. We've seen him in, like, the, the dojo. He he can fight. Yeah. So it's established. Um, and Frank, uh, I mean, you know, Hit Girl's pretty great, but um, she's still a little girl facing a grown man who knows karate. So A child, yeah. Yeah, so he's about to, uh, you know, he's about to kill her, and uh, when, turns out, kick-ass, after he and Red Mist kind of knock each other out, Frank's about to shoot her, and in the, again, high bar for the best death mm-hmm. of the awards, uh, <laughs> kick-ass shoots the bazooka at Frank, the, I don't know what it whatever the the bullet that fires out of a bazooka is called, the explosive, uh, it shoots right into Frank's stomach. It fires him out the window and up into the New York skyline where he then blows up in midair. Dude. It's great. You have to see it. I can't do it justice. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe the best deaths we've seen on this podcast so far. I, I, I'm struggling yeah. to think of a better one. It's maybe, up there for sure. Maybe the guy from the Hulk. <laughs> so Red Mist uh, wakes up in time to see Kickass and Hit Girl leave. They fly back home. Hit Girl tells Kickass her dad would have been proud, and Hit Girl also tells uh, tells him her name is Mindy because she wouldn't tell him because uh, yeah, superhero reveals her identity. Yeah, yeah. And we uh, we learn Mindy is moved in with Marcus, and she was enrolled into Dave's school. So. Uh, he was supposed to look after her, but she takes care of bullies on her own just fine. Yes. Uh, Kickass says, I'm retired. But we then cut to Red Mist, who's now wearing orange. And yes. he puts on this new mask. And he says, a world full of superheroes, huh? As a great man once said, wait till they get a load of me. Roll credits. Yep. Now we that got Kickass. Here. Uh, three years to wait for that sequel. This was great. And sometimes a movie just comes around in the right place at the right time. And that was kick-ass for me. At 15 years old, I just really enjoyed this. And at 27, also enjoyed it quite a lot. And I'm going to give this an 8.5 out of 10. 8.5, not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, this was, uh, as you mentioned before we started recording, better than I remembered. I remember I liked it. I didn't remember I liked it this much. And maybe it was just because... God, I'm, the last... I would say the last movie we saw 
I mean, this was episode 98. The yeah. last movie we saw that was really good was Dark Knight, and that was episode 88. So yeah. It's been, uh, it's, it's been, what, nine weeks since we've yeah. seen a good movie. Um, I mean, at least, like, a, a very good well, movie. That's the thing. Watchmen was fine. Yeah, watch, it was fine. Defendor was fine. Yeah. You know, Astro Boy was fine. But something, like, really good. Yeah. That's, that's what we were missing. We were in a bit of a slump there, and I'm going to, uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give it a nine. I, I really, yeah. really liked it. It was uh, a lot of fun. I mean, Nicolas Cage, great. All the great casting, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, yeah, next week, the big 99. We need to do something <laughs> for uh, 100. Maybe we should... I don't know. Should we have like a celebratory? Should we have like an an adult beverage or something to celebrate 100? Uh, didn't we do that on episode 21? Maybe. (laughs) I remember we used to talk about what we're drinking, and then that bit got old because it eventually ended up being water. That that bit did not get. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Now it's just water, so it's like ah, whatever. Or in my case, this week, nothing. But (laughs) either way. I'll bust uh, out. Uh, I'll bust out some. Sh- I still have some champagne. I can I bust some. it out for uh, episode yeah. 100, which will be Iron Man 2, by the way. But yeah. next week is episode 99. Still got one more week. Yeah, exactly. Next. And by the way, I've got some Michelob Ultra in my fridge. I can probably save one of them another couple weeks and be just fine. There you go. Um, That's an appropriate 100, an Iron Man movie. I mean, yeah. It's like the episode after that is Jonah Hex. No offense. <laughs> that's that's not. <laughs> That's Quite not really world. a noteworthy movie, you know. Quite the give me, uh, you know, give me Tony Stark facing the wrestler. That's what I, I want. Randy, the Randy Robinson and Iron Man to go at it. That's what I want. So exactly. Exactly. But next week, what do we got? Next week, folks, we've got another ensemble cast movie and featuring multiple actors that were in ensemble cast movies. We are talking about. We're going off the beaten path a little bit here. This is a DC movie, as such, you can watch it on HBO Max. And you would log into HBO Max and you would search for The Losers next week. I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you kill me? That's got to be the outro um, for for that episode, I mean. Folks, we, we look forward to that. I look forward to that, quite frankly. I've heard good things before. I've heard nothing. I didn't know it existed until you proposed to add, add it to the list. Yes, yes. Uh, there's so, my history with it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> with that, folks, we're going to get out of here, and Eddie's going to help me out on this quote. Uh, didn't you have to ask me a question? Oh, yes, I did. Um, who are you? I'm kick-ass. Kick-ass.